1: Notre Dame fans, welcome to a special edition of the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are here to talk about Logan Soldate, who just committed to Notre Dame, a 2024 wide receiver from Palma High School in Salinas, California. Uh, this is a young man that had 54 catches for 713 yards, nine touchdowns as a receiver last year, also carried the ball 11 times for 114 yards, two more scores, and also played cornerback for Palma High School. A little bit on the backstory, we'll talk about that. We're going to dive into the class impact, watch a little bit of film, and then talk about what's next. But obviously, uh, this is a young man that adds a much-needed third receiver to the class. It's a very interesting backstory, and let's kind of dive into that first. This young man committed to Oregon State. Logan committed to Oregon State back in May. He picked an Oregon State over Washington, uh, or excuse me, Cal, Oklahoma State, and Arizona. In recent weeks, two programs came calling for him in a big way, Notre Dame and Washington. That's a big one for me because if Kalen DeBoer and Jacoby Shepard think that you are a really good wide receiver on the West Coast, then, then that tells me something on top of what the film tells you.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: So here's how it all went down. Obviously, we all remember Notre Dame had a commitment from Isaiah Canyon, standout from Warner Robbins High School in Georgia, a big time player, guy that I was extremely high on. It was a big loss when he decommitted from the class. Shortly thereafter, he flipped to Georgia Tech. So Notre Dame was back to having a need for a third receiver in the class. At the time, the plan was that Notre Dame was going to take their time and they were going to scour the country for other top players. They were going to. Kind of circle back on some guys they had gone after, see if maybe they might want to rethink that, take their time, seeing who might break out as a senior, much like Caleb Smith did last year. You know, guys that they have not really fully evaluated in the past that they would kind of dive into. So what happened was is Notre Dame gets out there and they start looking around for other top players. They had over 20 guys on the board, circled back on a couple guys that they were in on early, decided, you know, there's a reason that we decided not to take this kid early. Uh, let's kind of keep our options open. Their, their needs for what they were looking for had kind of evolved a little bit based on how the, the class had been put together with obviously Cam Williams and Micah Gilbert already in the class. So then that group of 20 plus players, they get film, they get transcripts, they dive into the film, they evaluate players, and they kind of narrowed it down to about six to eight guys that they were in on. And so then what happened is, is all those players sent Notre Dame workout film going through drills, catching a ball, running 40, doing all the testing drills. And there was one player that really stood above the rest with the Notre Dame staff, and that was Logan Soldate. And so as the staff kind of sat down, you know, I was told that there were, you know, when they first kind of approached decision makers about it, it was like, hey, look, you know, let's not rush into this. Let's take our time. Let's make sure we find the right guy. Then they popped the film in. And at that point in time, everybody was on board. Hey, let's see if we can make a run at this kid. So as I said, Washington was already pushing for him. Notre Dame gets involved. And once that happened, it, it all kind of went pretty quick. So Notre Dame got his academic stuff in there this week. He actually told Notre Dame he wanted to come about a week ago, earlier in the week, uh, at, at no later than Monday, I think it might have happened a little bit before, but he had to kind of wait till today because he had to go through the admissions process first. Uh, that went good. He had good academic standards, needed to go through that process, cleared that process pretty easily. And that's when he was able to make his public commitment. And so that's how Logan Saldate got into the Notre Dame class. It was one of those things where he just fit the need of what they were looking for and had the talent that they were looking for. And the fit, the personality fit, you know, lots of Zoom meetings, lots of calls, lots of conversations uh, that, that they've they've done with him. And here we are. Logan Saldate is in the Notre Dame class. When you look at the class impact for this young man, you know, what what does he bring to the class? Obviously, let's talk numbers first. Notre Dame needed three receivers in this class. I think they could have got away with two. But they would have needed a lot of things to go right with the current roster in order to do that. I think three was the number. It had been the number really from the beginning. And a lot of that had to do with just past misses on a recruiting trail, players leaving the program. If you look at it, Notre Dame's 19 and 20 recruiting classes currently do not have any players on the roster at receiver. And there's only two players left on the roster entirely. That's Xavier Watts at safety and cam hart at wide receiver everybody else from that those classes has gone the 21 class sort of helped salvage that a little bit you had a three-man class of Deion colsey Jaden thomas lorenzo styles now that lorenzo styles has left that ensured that you you had to get a third in this class because of course in the 2022 class at one point time notre dame had three players committed at wide receiver Warren Walker flipped to Michigan. C.J. Williams flipped to USC. He has since transferred to Wisconsin. That just left Tobias Merriweather, who's the top guy at receiver, but still short on numbers. So even with last year's outstanding four-man class of Jaden Greathouse Rico Flores, Braylon James, Caleb Smith, you know, all who have really impressed the Notre Dame staff, uh, from what I'm told from different sources, guys, they, they think they absolutely hit on that class. When you look at it, when this 24 class shows up, Deion Colsey and Jaden Thomas are going to be seniors. Chris Tyree is going to be gone, most likely. Uh, he may decide to come back for a fifth year. I, I don't know that that's going to be a, an option at this point in time. Uh, you look at the t- the 21 classes, as I said, are going to be seniors. Tobias is going to be junior. We, you know, If he's what we hope he is, there's not a guarantee he comes back in 2025. So there was definitely a need to replenish the depth chart with this 2024 class. Cam Williams committed over a year ago. That's a big one. Micah Gilbert's a big one. You all know that I'm high on him. And now they get Logan Soldate. So from a number standpoint, he helps them fit that need. But there's more to need than just numbers. There's also fit. Do you fit what we're looking for offensively? Do you fit what we're looking for schematically? And do you fit what we're looking for in regard to being a complement to the current class? So when you look at Logan compared to the other receivers in the class, you have Cam Williams, who's the first commit in the class. He's the highest ranked player in the class. A 6'2", 190, long, vertical player, speed for days. You know He's a guy that you look at and say that's an X receiver, a guy that's going to run post and goes and comebacks and overs and crossers, just a guy that you're going to want to get the ball to down the field, big play waiting to happen. Then you have Micah Gilbert who is a unique player now cam can play both outside spots but he is ideally suited for that field outside spot where like will fuller played back in 2015 and where or um chase claypool played when it was him and miles boykin where brayden lindsey played last year where tobias merriweather is going to play this year that field outside position and then micah gilbert was a guy that kind of fit all three spots but really ideally suited for like that boundary in the slot position he's six two He's already over 200 pounds, 205 to 215, depending on who you talk to, long arms, smooth athlete, not a burner, real physical, great possession type of guy that could easily do what Jaden Thomas did in the slot last year, but also has the route running and ball skills and speed to also be a boundary guy and an outside guy and really fits there. So. What Notre Dame had to decide is, do we want another big boundary guy or a guy that can play outside, like an Isaiah Canyon, which is originally the fit, which would have slotted Micah Gilbert inside, or do we like Micah more as an outside guy, and so now we're going to look for more of a slot guy? Well, I think Notre Dame decided we're going to let the best player determine that. Whoever we feel is the best player is going to determine that. But the second part of the need is Notre Dame wants to add more shifty, speedy slot guys that can do damage with the ball in their hands. When you look at the current roster, the only guy that really fits that right now on the current roster of the returners is Chris Tyree. In the 23 class, the only guy that really fits that mold is Caleb Smith. So once Chris Tyree's gone, then it's just Caleb Smith. So I think there was an attraction to Notre Dame to say, hey, this guy, not only it grades out the best, he not only Passes all the other academic, background, personality, character checks, family checks, all that. But he brings a skill set that you really want more of on this Notre Dame roster. I think that factored into a big part of this as well. And, and, and on top of the grades and you like him as a player and, and, and all those type of things, that's just an added bonus for, for what they're looking for. And it really c- brings this class together very well. Because now you kind of have targ- you know, guys targeted where you like them. Now, there's always some interchangeableness at receiver, right? No one just lines up and does one thing. But you've got to have your base point, the place where we know you can play when you're looking at it from a coaching standpoint. So now Cam Williams really slides in nicely to that X position. Uh, excuse me, the Z position, I should say. It's now Z. It used to be X. And now Micah Gilbert fits into that boundary position, which used to be W, is now X. And then, Kay, and then now Logan Saldate kind of fits into that slot role. But also, as you're going to see when we dive into the film, can do some things as an outside receiver as well. So none of these guys are really pigeonholed into one spot. Micah Gilbert can play all three, but two are, are he's better at slot and boundary. Cam Williams can play all three, but I think he's more ideally suited for the two outside positions. And then Logan Saldate can play two. He can play the, the slot, which is where he's ideally suited, but he can also play outside either in 12 personnel with two tight ends or if you down the road there's some scenario where you want to get him and Caleb Smith on the field together they can do that with with one of them being outside one of them being inside I like Caleb Smith as more of an inside guy and then I could see Logan as an outside guy because I think he brings a really unique ball skill pass catching a bit of the table which we'll see when we dive into the film so when you look at the class impact it not only hits the numbers but more importantly Notre Dame has added a player that has the skill set that they want and need in this class. And I think that's a very important piece of this puzzle. So let's dive into the film room. That's going to be the next part of what we do. And I think you guys are going to like this part of it. This is a young man that as we, as we studied him, I'm going to be honest with you. My first reaction when I was told that this was a guy that Notre Dame was looking at was it's too early. You just don't need to jump in there yet. There's no need to kind of dive in right now and get that kind of guy. But when you, when you uh, looked in the film, when I popped in the film, it took me a minute of watching this film to say, okay, Yeah, I get it. I see what they're looking for. So let's dive into Logan's film. You're going to see him moving all over in this film. You're going to see a guy that plays outside, plays in a slot, plays corner. They do a lot of this stuff with him, throw him the screen game. This is something that Notre Dame absolutely loves. He's got a couple catches on here and then some others on game film where you see him make some of these screen catches where the ball is way, really far away from him. But this right here, This right here is the thing that Notre Dame really likes about this young man, getting that corner, getting that edge, and being able to turn on the afterburners. He runs a 10-8 in the 100-meter dash. It tracks on the football field. He's going to continue to get faster. There's a belief that his speed is going to tick up even more because he has a uh, 24-and-a-half-foot long jump, which shows some really impressive explosiveness. That means there's going to be another speed element to the table. This is a nice catch away from his body. You see the strength, the, the balance, the body control, the ability to make people miss, change the direction. I mean, that's an impressive football play right there. And in, in two clips, you're already seeing thing three things that Notre Dame loves about this kid the speed, the ability to make do damage after the catch, and the ball skills. Here's another big play from him. This is on a run. It's a little jet, little handoff. You see the speed. He can fly. You know, again, 10 8 as a junior that projects as a you know, high 4'4 four, four type of kid already, and there's another level of, of of speed to him. This is something that Notre Dame, I think, really needs more of. Yes, you have a slot guy, but this is a slot guy that can win contested catches. He does a couple things here that I like. Good good get off, attacks the leverage of the corner, has to get around him, but as soon as he gets around him, he tries to close him off. You can see that right there. He gets inside uh, on top of the corner. So when you hear us talk about closing the DB off it's once you get by him you can't just stay outside you got to get back in over top you see him lean back inside all right doesn't get all the way back on a stem but he gets back on top of this guy gets back inside the hash and then now the the DB has to run through him to make a play on the football so one of two things is going to happen here either Logan's going to outplay him for the football which he does or this guy's going to run through him and you have the opportunity to get a pass interference penalty but you see a lot of stuff like this from him. you can kind of see here. I'm very curious to hear what his arm length is because he's he appears to have good like really good long arms for a 511 player. Uh, very strong hands. you see also that he 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 gets up to full speed quickly. He's not one of those guys that needs a lot of time to really add the speed. Watch this here too what I love here. See how he snatches the ball out of the air. Just fast hands, doesn't wait on it, doesn't leave his hands out there waiting to run underneath the ball. He shoots his hands at the football and goes and makes some play. Really nice pick six here, steps in front of the football. You see the speed again. You see the instincts. Kid's got a lot of ability to do damage after the catch, and, and he's got a, he's a very smart football player that also can run pretty fast. He's not quite as smooth and fluid as Caleb Smith was, but I think he's faster, a little faster, and can be a vertical player. Here's another example of him using his speed to get vertical, making a nice uh, contested catch, grab right here, and gets into the end zone for another touchdown. You see this a lot, and you see some stuff on his. And I and I'm not sure if the, if it's on the highlight tape, but there is a um, because it wasn't a big game, but one of the the full game films that I broke down, he makes a catch on a screenplay where the ball is probably two and a half to three feet over his head. And he just reaches up and makes a great catch. If he doesn't catch it, I think the ball gets picked off because there was DBs kind of closing in behind him. He's just a really, really good catch radius, really good contested catch kind of guy, and you really like that about him. And then, of course, he can do a lot of this stuff. He can get handoffs and jets and catch screen perimeter screens and you know catch crossers and use his speed and elusiveness to make people miss. He's not a great route runner yet. He's a good route runner for his age, like a a, a very good route runner for his age. For college, there's certainly things he's going to need to work on, but all the tools are there. The foot quickness is there. He's loose enough in the hips to be able to get in and out of cuts very quickly. He's got the speed to be impactful. As you see here, knows how to get open against the zone. He has all the traits you want to be a really good route runner. There's just, there's a lot there. Good feel for the game. Really good body control. Catches the ball clean. Plays with confidence. He, he he's a pretty good high school corner he does he's not one of those guys that i look at and say hey this guy can play this guy can play corn at the next level but he does show toughness i love this catch he makes this look really easily this is a very high pass and as you see he just snatches the ball out of the air guy right on him makes the grab that's a tough grab that he makes look really really easy here he is running another screen. I love the fact I don't. I don't know even in the game film. I don't know that I've yet to see him actually make a body catch. I really don't think that I have. And then to get through all this traffic, really nice downfield blocking by his uh, his fellow receivers. That's something that he's going to have to work on. He's not a great blocker right now. At times when he wants to be, he can get it done. But he needs to. I, I do want to see, and I saw see it from the game film. I do want to see him be a little bit more effective. Uh, as a blocker, and then there's some areas like this where he's got to do a better job just working himself open. That's part of the route running that you're going to see him have to work on. But great ball placement by the quarterback. He makes a tough grab, and then you see the strength. Right? He's not a big kid, but he's strong. Good balance keeps his feet up and is able to continue getting down the field for another grab. So there, there's really a lot to like about this young man. We're gonna as we continue to um, talk about him. You see that. I would encourage you there's some game film online that you can find. i tell, tell you to check it out. You see a lot of those things over and over and over again. So Logan brings a lot of a lot of skill to the table that Notre Dame wants, the ability to stretch the field, gets off the ball quickly, gets to full speed quickly. He's a kid that can do damage after the catch. He's got good route running potential, and he's a very good pass catcher. That's something that obviously you look for and you want to have at that position. So let's wrap this up with a conversation about what's next for Notre Dame. Do they consider going after Ryan Wingo and other guys like that? If other players want to come, they can certainly, I would imagine if a big-time player sees what Notre Dame does this season on offense and they want to call Notre Dame, I'm sure they would listen. But I believe, according to the the folks that I've talked to and, and just the, what we've heard in the past about what Notre Dame's needs were, that this wraps up the 2024 receiver class. I think you're going to see Notre Dame now start to shift towards the 25 class, and and they're already starting to kind of zero in on guys they really like in the 25 class already. And we'll dive into them here soon as we as we continue our sort of our intro into the 2025 class. But obviously, names that we already know: Taylor Taylor from Geneva, Illinois; Derek Meadows from Las Vegas; big six five player. Taylon Taylor is my number one player on offense that I want Notre Dame to land. In the 2025 class, regardless of position, musket player, incredibly talented, top 50 caliber guy, borderline five star kind of kid. The Notre Dame has to get Derek Meadows had a great camp in Notre Dame. He's 6'5", he ran a four five flat, which is moving for a sophomore, especially that size. Uh, very talented kid, has to catch the ball better. There's a lot of skills there. Quincy Porter is a 6'4", Miles Boykin type of guy that I really like on film. Physical kid, can run, can stretch the field. He's from Bergen Catholic in New Jersey. Cooper Perry's a a, a guy that, honestly, he reminds me a lot of a guy that with a similar name of Cooper Cup. You know, when you talk about a guy that's very athletic, maybe not a burner, but more athletic than he is fast. Plenty of speed, though, to be an effective player. 6'2", great hands, really advanced feel for route running at his age. Uh, which can mask how athletic that I think that he is. He's a very talented player as well. DeLa McCutcheon is a very savvy football player from Texas. Very good athlete, good speed, uh, great hands, really good route runner, very effective player. And then of course Jerome Bettis Jr., who I'm, I'm very curious to see how he does this season uh, as a junior. Really want to see if he can kind of take another step and become a guy that you look at and say, boy, you've got to really push for that guy. And we're going to find out this year uh, with at him for him playing down in Atlanta. So that's that's sort of the top board there's going to be other guys that pop on the board there's other players they're looking at but right now those are the six guys you say hey i know that notre dame is looking at those guys i would imagine as more guys kind of come out they get more film that board might expand a little bit but those are the top guys right now so that's going to do it for this show obviously the guys are had a, a notre dame football mailbag today you can check that out they interviewed logan Saldat at the beginning of that mailbag you can take a peek at that great kid uh academic kid as you normally expect not a kid that was necessarily looking to flip from oregon state but just when notre dame came calling there just was one of those things where i can't pass up this opportunity so you're gonna hear him talk about all that and and how he got here we've got plenty of content on the front page at irishbreakdown.com we have class impact it was commit story uh the brief commit story what i mean by commit story that you'll want to read though is just him talking to ryan ryan interviewed him Yesterday, before his announcement became public, we got a bunch of quotes from him. He explains why uh, he really likes Notre Dame. We'll have a, a coach story coming up here soon where we talk to his high school coach, who gave an interesting nugget to Ryan that he's in, he's been a head coach, I think, over 20 years, and he's had one player play varsity as a freshman. It was Logan Saldate, so a uh, really outstanding player, really talented player that fans are, are really going to like here as they get, learn more and more about him. So make sure you hit that like button here on today's show. If you are not subscribed to our channel, definitely do that. It's free. Just hit that subscribe button down below. Make sure you turn your notifications on for our channel. So whenever we have a show and we publish a show, whether it's live or a recorded show like this, that you're able to check it out, that you get be notified that it's going to come. If you're listening via podcast platform, we would love a, a five-star review. If you're not signed up for the message boards at boards.irishbreakdown.com, definitely do that. That's boards.irishbreakdown.com. We have monthly annual memberships. You can also join our Booster Club, which allows you to get free gifts from our merch store, free uh, IB Club mug, free IB Gold Club shirt if you're part of the Gold Club. And uh, we also, if you just want to get some IB merch and you have not signed up yet, do so because you get a 10% off discount if you sign up for a monthly membership and you get a 20% off uh, discount for your next purchase from the IB store. If you sign up for an annual membership or join one of the booster clubs. So definitely check that out as well. We'll talk to you again here very soon on the hours breakdown podcast.